0: Hello, I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. Until a few weeks ago, we looked to the movies for haunting spectacles of great cities suddenly stilled by epic events, their streets and squares devoid of visible life. Now we don't have to look further than our own doorsteps. We're living inside a frightening drama with an indeterminate running time beset by barely imaginable special effects. The films we choose to watch when we're able to pry ourselves away from the news are likely to be life-affirming uppers. Yet another category might be worth checking out every now and then, movies celebrated for their scenes of eerie emptiness— they can do what art has always done, heighten and clarify our perceptions, help us understand what we're feeling in our all-too-real lives. One of the most startling such scenes, and no CGI was used, is the dream sequence near the beginning of Vanilla Sky, with Tom Cruise as an overprivileged egomaniac named David Ames. Pulling out of an underground garage in his black Ferrari coupe, David gradually realizes that there's no one in sight. It's five a.m. by the chronograph on his wrist, yet the traffic lanes and sidewalks of Central Park West are empty. Then he reaches Times Square, which is empty, too, a bewildering vista that leaves him screaming in terror. The next thing we hear is his therapist telling him and us, well, I suppose the empty streets meant loneliness. The script was adapted almost shot for shot from a much better Spanish film, Open Your Eyes, in which the hero leaves his apartment at a Volkswagen convertible at 10.04 a.m. Everything happens later in Spain and discovers the total depopulation of Madrid's Gran Via. We're left to decide for ourselves what the dream means. Los Angeles is as empty as Tom Cruise's New York in the early stretches of the Omega Man, and it's not a dream. Charlton Heston is Dr. Robert Neville, a survivor of a global pandemic that wiped out most of our species, and he's actually driving through a city from which all humanity has vanished leaving only zombies. The film has not aged well, unlike WALL-E, the Pixar masterpiece that opens with a vision of the whole planet as an abandoned garbage dump. You could make an argument against including another zombie movie. Hollow-eyed slobberers resemble one another so closely that they allow us humans to detach from the full impact of the horror. That said, Danny Boyle's 28 Days Later is a triumph of cross-genre craftiness. It's a horror film. Yes, most survivors of a cross-species pandemic are classic zombies, but it's also an elegant end-of-civilization fantasy, with breathtaking shots of London bathed in a soft pink sunlight and not a living soul to be seen on its silent, breeze-swept streets. I'm Joe Morgenstern. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews.